Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about musicals, the royals and the story of Charlie Bimbags. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Kindness Project. I'm joined today and every time we record a podcast by Charlotte, a girl I love so much. I'd send a fully armed battalion to remind her of my love. <laughs> God, <laughs> um, Have you done a Hamilton one? <laughs> he can build you palaces out of paragraphs, only on financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> I think you may have scuppered one of my future... Well, well scuppered one of my future introductions, Charlotte, because I, I think we, we are... We saw a Hamilton recently, didn't we? Hamilton yeah. the musical. And I think we're still a bit obsessed by, by Hamilton. So I think Hamilton the Musical is genuinely the best musical I've ever seen. How about you? Yeah. You haven't seen that many musicals, I have, have you? I have musicals, but I, I listen to a lot of musical soundtracks. So, like, um, Heathers. Heathers. Really good. Uh, From the 80s, yeah? Not the movie. The mus- have they made Team Wolf the musical yet or not? I wish. You wish? Um, Legally Blonde. Le- I Legally Blonde. I heard the whole soundtrack. I, I don't like the movie. I think they should make... A-Team, the musical, because that, that's, or Fraggle Rock, the musical. Do you remember a few years ago, they made Avenue Q with all the sort of Muppets and stuff like that? So what would be a uh, show from um, your generation growing up that you'd make into a musical? This isn't the question question of the podcast, by the way, listeners, we've got something really good for that coming Uh, up. So I'd pick A-Team the musical, Thundercats the musical, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe the musical, um, The Krypton Factor the musical, Grandad the musical, and I'd make all the Carry On films musicals as well. See, um... About Life of Brian, you know what, they did do, weirdly... Is you, Life of Brian not a musical? Well, genuinely... Uh, the second best musical I've ever seen, apart from Hamilton, is a show called Spamalot. Uh-huh. And that's a musical version of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I love that movie, it's so funny, just like, well, what is the call of the, uh, the, the southern birds? Like, <laughs> uh, east or west? I don't know. know. <laughs> um, and, then, and then obviously the bit with the Black Knight is, is awesome. I don't uh, know. Tis, tis merely a scratch. Off. Put your arms off. Uh, hopefully, listeners, we've got a few um, Monty Python fans in the audience. Otherwise, that will mean absolutely nothing to nobody. I make, I make Monty Python references sometimes at school. People give me sideways looks, and I'm kind of thinking, not even one person. One person. That's all it would have taken. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, the, the 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 thing is, as we've talked about in previous podcasts, you've got a gang called bag, Baggy Trousers. You like Monty Python. You should have been born in the seventies or the eighties, Charlotte. You're you're a girl out of her, gen- her generation, um, and maybe we'll use that for a future question of the podcast. Oh. If you cho- could choose to be, I mean, I remember like. When we, I, still, I would still be. I would still choose you. I mean, we had a chat in a previous podcast about Chris Budd's hippie shirt because he thinks he should. He, he, he should. So Chris, we still haven't had your hippie shirt sent through the post yet. Send it through whenever you want. Even tweet a picture. We're quite happy with Chris tweeting a picture, aren't we? We will 
if you send it, we will take the picture. And if you don't, we will send a fully armed battalion to remind you you owe us a shirt. <laughs> um, right, so can you let everybody know how people can get in touch? Okay, so uh, Twitter, um, all our kindness, H-O-L-A kindness. Yep. And then you want to do your Twitter handle? Yep, my Twitter handle is at Chris, C-H-R-I-S, D for Delta, A for Alpha, E for Echo, M for Mother, S for Sugar. Do you do it, do you do it phonetically? I don't. I just go uh, Charlotte J. Dames, C-H-A-R-L-O-T-T-E, J. Dames, D-A-E-M-S. Oh, awesome. And uh, we have got an email address as well, haven't we? Ooh, yes. Um, all our kindness, so H-O-L-A, no, that's completely wrong. <laughs> We've been doing this now for 12 weeks. So the email address is holla, H-O-L-A, at thekindnessproject.co.uk. You went holla kindness, which is the Twitter handle. We'll get it right one day, Charlotte, don't worry. Now, one of the things we always do at the start of the show is we have a question of the podcast. And so far, we've talked about uh, gangs, we've talked about biscuits, we've talked about songs, we've talked about eggs, we've talked about movies, we've talked about countries, we've talked about loads of different stuff. We've had one philosophical question that neither of us could answer. But we had some good responses on that one, so it was really good. But, question of the podcast for week 13... I do not know what this is, actually. ...is, who's your favourite member of the royal family? Inspired by the fact that my introduction came from come from Hamilton, and it's King... Uh, one of the King Georges. Yeah, so my mem- favourite member of the royal family is a bloke called Prince Alan. No, I just made that up. It's actually Harry. I like Harry. I quite like the Queen herself. You like the Queen? Well, what do you like about the Queen? I think I'm gonna, she's got a nice hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Queen. I like her haircut. What, the, what, is it, what is it about the Queen's hairstyle you like? <laughs> I've never looked at the Queen and gone, hello, I like your hairstyle, I like your haircut, mate. <laughs> what, what, she's got a perm. I mean, literally, I know you like the 80s, Charlotte, but come on. It's it's her. Yeah, so I like Harry because he's just like a ginger rogue, isn't he? He's just like, I'm going to marry who I want and I'm going to like sort of, sort of be a bit cheeky. And genuinely, and this is a, a serious reason why I like um, Prince Harry, him and William has done loads and loads of work to highlight the importance of mental illness. So actually, not only is he, is he, a, is he a cheeky monkey um, in a good way, he's also he also does loads of work highlighting things that would be easier to ignore. So I, I like I like it when people go, you know what? I'm not going to ignore that particular issue. I'm going to raise it so we can have an open and honest conversation back. I don't think people talk about mental illness enough, do they? Because they're figureheads in sort of our society. Yeah. Well, I mean, to to be frank, I'm not a big royalist. I'm not not a fan of the rules. I've never been a fan of the rules at all. But since the modern rules have started talking about issues like that, I quite like them. So, um, let's go back to the Queen and her haircut. Um, What, what, um, if you could, I've got a a question for you. If you could replace the Queen's hairstyle with any other hairstyle, what would it be? Well, let me think about the Queen's face structure. I think she'd suit a Mohican, to be honest. Uh, 
I, I think <laughs> she's got a, she's got a perm. I reckon she should have an afro. What do you reckon? <laughs> afro queen. <laughs> she's got a and an afro at the moment, kind of smushed together. The queen's got a smushed up afro. Is that what you're saying? I just, I just, I, th- I, th- I think she should go full on skinhead and just see how she gets on. <laughs> anyway. Official question of the podcast is who's your favourite member of the royal family? Unofficial question of the podcast is what haircut would you give the Queen if you could? Would it be skinhead, Mohican? This is a tweet, Twitter poll waiting to happen, Charlotte. Skinhead, Mohican, or uh, an Afro smushed with a what? An Afro smush with a perm. We look forward to you. So, now we've done the nonsensically waffly bit. Um, uh, should we get on with the show? Yeah. So, listeners, it's that time again on the podcast. We are ready for... Are you ready, Charlotte, for the jingle? <laughs> oh, the cough! The cough! Kindness <laughs> And you're um, you're taking over the kindness news section of the podcast, aren't you? Yeah. So so can you share with us your kindness news story of the week? Okay, so there was a woman. A woman. <laughs> there was a woman um, named Katie, and um, this this is a really short one, but I thought you know what, it's something I actually wanted to talk about, um, and she went around. Sneakily put chocolate hearts on random desks in her office. Love it. Um, so when she was at work, she went around, put chocolate hearts on the desks of the other workers. And I thought, you know what? That's actually quite a nice thing to do. You know, you know what I like about that? It's simple, right? Yeah. And I, I think some of the simplest acts of kindness are the best because, you know, a lot of the times kindness people assume that kindness needs to be really elaborate but actually it doesn't does it it can be uh-huh. just like tiny little things you can do to, to help other people so but as that was a short one where did that happen that one um i do not know okay um well researched well but, done can uh, but, we but she put put it under the hashtag rak week so random acts of kindness oh week. yeah yeah so she did it for the random acts of kindness week awesome she posted it on february the 10th 2014 and it was valentine's related as well right yeah. because it was a it was a nice yeah. one but as that was a short one can i have an extra one okay so this one is titled the chance to talk again okay uh, daniel black was paralyzed after be after breaking his neck in a cycling accident in 2009, determined to walk again, the 26-year-old set about raising the money needed for an operation that would get him back on his feet. But after reading the story of six-year-old cerebral palis sufferer, uh, cerebral palsy, yeah, yeah, yeah. I it, Brecken Vaughan, who also needed pioneering surgery to help him walk again, Daniel gave him every penny of the 22,000 he had collected. Brecken flew out to the United States for his operation in October 2013. Daniel, who was given a, na- a, a a Daily Mirror Pride of Britain award for his huge generosity, said, "For me, things are not getting better soon. I want to help someone whose life could get better." That is incredible. What do you think of that story? It's good. Yeah. Like, really kind, like. Um, but also, also sacrificing your own, like you're making your life a little bit better for somebody else because yeah. longer term. It, it, it was better for him to, to have the cash. I mean, it's an interesting one, isn't it? That yeah. sort of, you know, that, but but I suppose 
when we do perform acts of kindness, we do sacrifice something. I mean, in in that respect, that was a massive sacrifice. But we either when we're kind, we either sacrifice money or time, time or resources. or resources or to labour or anything. But I actually think what you get in terms of doing that awesome thing back in positive energy and 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 feeling better about yourself. And I know that we've spoken about David Hamilton's five side side effects of kindness before, and that what you get back. But something that big, you know, yeah. people have raised money for you to get a to to make your life better, and for you to turn around and go, look. It will. You, you're better off to have the money when nobody would have blamed him to, for turning around and going. Actually, I'm going to use it for my yeah cha- medical I think, challenges. I think he thought well, this this boy still has lots to live for. Yeah, and it's probably grown accustomed because to not having the ability to walk. But the boy, it would affect his life and yeah, affect made more of a difference. Can... But but. Uh, an awesome sacrifice all the same, mm-hmm. yeah? So that's really good. Thank you for those two pieces of kindness news this week. So for this week's story of kindness, I want to talk to you about a man called Charlie. Yep. Uh, now, Charlie is homeless, yep. and um, recently he joined Twitter. Yep. Uh, and the reason he joined Twitter is because somebody gave him a mobile phone. Um, a, a really old one, no SIM card, but just a mobile phone that he could use free cost at Wi-Fi. Uh, yeah. He's obviously got a charger for it. And on March the 7th, um, 2018, he wrote this tweet. I'm homeless. Not evil. I'm not stupid or on drugs or violent or dishonest or crazy or greedy or diseased or drunk or likely to kill you. If you'd met me in better circumstances, you'd like me. I'm a nice guy. I just don't currently have a home. And that is it. Now, he put this tweet out, and he just, just, every now and again, he just tweets um, what it's like to be homeless. So, recently he's commented on how cold it is. Um, But really interestingly, all the messages that he shares are positive. Yeah. he tweets about homelessness. He tweets about in support of homeless shelters. Uh, you know, it just tiny little thing. On March the 8th, he just put, phone is about to die, like run out of battery, love to all. And he just um, supports and shares. Uh, on March the 8th, he also put, can't wait for spring to arrive. It's flipping freezing, which on, on March the 8th, it flipping was. So, um, but yeah, just really, really good stuff. So, March the 8th was March, sort of early March was when he uh, started tweeting. But guess what? What? People really responded to Charlie's um, messages. And on, uh, on March the 8th, he said, never had so many messages. I'm just one of thousands of rough sleepers. If you feel for me, feel for them. Every life you touch will pay you back eventually. Be kind, night. And he just, he got loads of direct messages. In the end, he set up a PayPal account so somebody could support him. And genuinely, like, sort of, the support that he got just through Twitter was yeah. incredible. Offers of jobs, offers of homes, offers of money, offers of shelter, offers of food. 
And today, uh, I, I, we're recording this on March the 17th, uh, 2018. We record these in advance. So today he had a tweet. On March the 7th, 2018, I was homeless. I was given a mobile and joined Twitter. Ten days later, I've nearly 20,000 followers, hundreds of offers of support, donations, job offers, and a whole lot of kindness and love. I've been extremely lucky. Many aren't. Reach out. Be kind. It saved my life. Now, I read that this morning, and I I, I don't mind saying that um, I cried. Um, it always does. Um, I, 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 you know what? It's weird. As I get older, I am, I am more of a. These things emotionally impact me. But genuinely, that guy from his accounts, uh, from his Twitter account, you can tell he's going. He's been through some stuff and challenging stuff, right? Yeah. But that doesn't make him a bad bloke. That doesn't make him violent or evil. That makes him somebody who's just homeless. Homeless. But the reality of it is. We've all got to remember that we're not that many steps away from being in that position. Yeah. And even though you know we should work hard to try and maintain good mental health and work hard to to make sure that mentally we're never in that position and we make decisions that are good. Yeah. Should never forget that it's actually easier than you think to be in that sort of position. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think you're right. Like like one slip up or one tiny mistake and we could end up with absolutely nothing. And this man he he was given one tiny thing and he managed to t- to use it and even though he didn't plan on it, he used it to his own advantage and yeah. he now has maybe more than he had before. Probably not. Well, he's making progress, right? He's making progress, which is important. Um, The weird thing is that reading Charlie's tweets, there were also people who were quite negative about what he was doing, purely and simply because they said, why is a homeless man on Twitter and got a mobile phone? Like, he's got no entitlement to. But what Charlie did was the right thing. He chose to focus on uh, what people were doing positively to help him change his change his life. Yeah. And I think um, that's great. And uh, I've, I've tweeted Charlie. I'm going to send Charlie a direct message to see what we can we can do yeah. to to help. Um, uh, I'm sure that he's got. I mean, by the looks of his tweets, he's got hundreds of people wanting to help him. Um, and um, good luck, Charlie. You're an inspiration, mate. If you make people think about the next time they walk past somebody homeless uh just doing something a bit cool you've you've made the world a far better place so fantastic work well done that's the end is it before we started to record the end of this particular podcast, you mentioned something, didn't you? Because you didn't realise that this podcast goes out every Thursday because our producer, Russell, does all the jiggery-pokery and stuff like that. And what did you say about our Thursday release date? Thursday seems like a bit of a weird time to release a podcast. Why? I don't know, it just seems like a weird day. Ready for the weekend. I mean, it goes you out. could release it on Wednesday and then you've still got like a couple of days left to listen to it. Please. You can listen to it any time you want. It's it's on the internet forever now. Daunting. <laughs> it is a bit daunting, but um, I think Thursdays are a good day to release a podcast. You think, what would be a better time to release a podcast, you reckon? I don't know, I just think th- Monday. Monday, any particular time? <laughs> 2.42. Um... <laughs> Six in the afternoon. After, <laughs> after everybody's come back from work. Exactly. You mean. Well, people listen to it on the way to work. 
or or when it comes to so, so Sunday, uh, Sunday, Sunday, maybe Sunday night is a better time. People listen it on listen to it on the way to work and on the way home, and in the case of our podcast, in the mental asylums up and down the land, because <laughs> um, it's that sort of podcast. But it is the end of the show, just and, like trying and, to convince all the prisoners uh, to be more kind, and 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 the prisons. But it is the end of the show again, mm-hmm. and that means one thing, doesn't it? Question of the week. This week, last week. The coffee's back, listeners. We're liking the coffee. Um, uh, so, the question of the podcast was a simple one, but actually. Wait, wait, no. But before he says anything, this question really takes the biscuit. Oh, God. The question is what's your favourite biscuit? And we um, apparently, uh, somebody sent in a news article this week about the fact that uh, Richard Osman from Pointless on Twitter actually did a World Cup of Biscuits. He does this thing on Twitter where he'll go uh, World Cup of Crisps or World Cup of Chocolate Bars. And he did the World Cup of uh, Biscuits. What do you reckon came out as the winner? Custard Creams. I think Custard Creams did well. I think it was the Chocolate Digestive that won. So so that's not... That that is a good biscuit. So, um, Richard, if you are listening, and I'm going to tweet you a link to this particular podcast episode, share with us your thoughts on... Also, uh, if you like this episode just listen to the rest as well please we'd love to have you listen to our podcast i'm not overly bothered to be honest but if people want to listen and they're enjoying it i'm cool with that all right no no that's a lie i'd love you to listen to the podcast but here are the listeners uh tweets about what their favorite biscuit is so susan pringle said a shortbread finger irresistible Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Smith. Milk chocolate hot. See, it's gone for milk chocolate, not regular chocolate. What do you think of that? See, milk chocolate is nice. I don't. I'm not a big fan of dark chocolate. Okay, fair enough. Um, Matthew Wong, ginger nuts. What's the link between biscuits and kindness? And I had to go back no. and go. There's, well, there's no particular link. We do. You a sweet feeling in your belly. All oh, right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Sam, uh, Sammy Wybrow said <laughs> custard creams. I agree. It did, would you? I don't know. Well, where, what would you put on the rank of biscuits? Right, so custard creams are good, but uh, better than a digestive. No, better than a shortbread. No, no, because like there, there was this shop around the corner, and uh, they they do they do really cheap shortbread that I just like to go and buy sometimes and just like share them out and just yep. just, just fun. So Matt Sibley, Matthew Sibley said, my wife and I are in agreement. That's good to know. For once. For once. <laughs> uh, toffee pops. And I've never heard of a toffee pop. So I tweeted him back and went, I don't even know what a toffee pop is. And he went, hey up, must be a northern thing. Now I don't know if he's got that accent. I've never, I've never actually spoken to Matthew. But um, that was, he reckons they might be a northern thing. Um, uh, but he has promised to post me some down so uh, when they do come we might have a live um, toffee pop tasting session <laughs> on the kindness project would you reckon that'd be so weird but yeah let's do it uh, that's I, kind of what this kindness project is about if you haven't picked that up uh, no. uh, but I thought it was about kindness <laughs> oh, okay. um, but a live chocolate tasting session might be a, a good way to end the podcast in a future way Phil Billingham uh, went easy shortbread Romany creams next question and literally I sent him three future podcast questions and he came back immediately with answers Cassie uh, 
uh, got involved. My wife and your mum got involved. Yep. That said and said my mum's got a shortbread. And then Robbie, who's my mother-in-law, said I had all the ingredients and meant to make you some when you're up. Well, you didn't, Robbie. What's going on? Can you please post some down? We're getting some toffee pops from the north. We want some. Uh, from please, north. please, we'd really appreciate it. We'd like some. To- and if you, if anybody else would like to send in chocolates, biscuits, sweets, crisps, pizzas, Coke. Um, don't uh, send Coke. Uh, not cash. We don't want cash. And anything. <laughs> <I want> cash. <laughs> I don't want your cash. Charlotte will happily take your cash, apparently. <laughs> I want cash. <laughs> uh, we will not be bought on this podcast, apart from Charlotte, who's quite happily <laughs> to be bought. <laughs> I want cash. <laughs> she wants cash. Um, Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte, the... Um, uh, there, there, then there was a bit of controversy because Scott Goswell jumped on and went Jaffa cakes, <laughs> and then Mum got on her high horse and went sorry, Jaffa cakes are technically not a biscuit; they're, they're a cake. cake. But they're in the biscuit aisle. They're always in the biscuit. Aisle. Well, that's what Scott said. Scott said if they're in the biscuit aisle, then they are obviously a biscuit. And it went back and forth for a little while about biscuits and cakes, and yeah, so. Uh, unofficial podcast conversation are Jaffa cakes a cake or a biscuit we'd like to get to the bottom of that they're both <gasps> they're not both and um is it wrong uh, the other unofficial podcast question of the week is it wrong that charlotte's using the platform of the podcast just for ask, ask for a bit of cash i did not ask yeah. for a bit of cash you said we don't want your cash and i was like i want your cash <laughs> we don't want your cash i want your cash <laughs> That's the controversy of Biscuit Gate and Cash Gate and Jaffa Cake Gate. Um, but um, we have had some uh, really nice stories of kindness come up this week. Because this week, the weather's not been that great. So, listeners, we recorded this a few weeks uh, in advance. Uh, and this week, we've had uh, the beast from the east hit us, which was a... Storm Emma. Storm Emma. Uh, I mean, the beast from the east and Storm Emma hit us consecutively midweek, didn't it? And it was uh, it created some. We had some sort of tough weather conditions. Is probably the best way to say it. We had some snow days off school as well. You had some days off school, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Because because people were just you're on a podcast. People would just send you money. Who needs school? I just I want money. Um, <laughs> Um, no, I'm happy, I'm happy to work for me money. Good. I'm like doing this podcast. No, I'm just <laughs> right. So, so what I want to do is talk a little bit about some of the uh, acts of kindness that occur when the weather's not that great. So, uh, we've got a guy who works for us in uh, my business, Savello, um, called TJ, and he did a really good job because whilst snow days were on. He helped one of his really good friends out with look after um, uh, her brother while her dad was in hospital. So well done, TJ. And Trish, because Trish um, got involved as well. That is an awesome piece of work. In addition to that, we had a few messages about medical staff, NHS workers, getting through the snow, but also people 
shouting out and going, look, any medical staff who need to get into hospital, I've got a car, I've got a four by a four. If you're struggling to get in because you can't get the bus, train or whatever, we will actually drive you into work. So how awesome's that show? Pretty awesome. Yeah, it's really, really good. And then uh, our, our friend of the show and friend of ours, John Cook, said he's got a guide dog and apparently Sparky, who's his guide dog, did an awesome job um guiding him through the snow now that is actually his job he is a guide dog he, get, yeah, he does yeah. i mean he doesn't get paid to do it but he gets looked after quite well for doing it yeah i mean he could have been like our dog who went and face planted the snow every time he saw it <laughs> yeah. and came back with a white mustache but our like dog, he had when he was younger our, our, our dog's not a working dog he's a, he's a pet and i i think our dog if he was a working dog would take the Charlotte Dame's route to capitalism and just shout out, give me some cash, give me some cash. (laughs) (laughs) Give me some cash, give me some cash. Right, so on the note that there's been loads of um, signs of kindness when the weather's been rubbish, loads of controversy about biscuits and loads of controversy about Charlotte using this podcast as a forum to ask people to send in money, um, I think we'll end it there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> See you next time. Okay, bye.